Welcome to Kingdom Amplified with Lindsay and Tia. Sharing faith, influencing culture, and encouraging believers. It's your time to get activation, inspiration, wisdom, and fun in your life and business. Welcome, guys, to Kingdom Amplified with Lindsay and Tia. We're so excited to have you guys here today. We're talking about the one of the most, well, I'd say the most powerful (laughs) topic in the kingdom of heaven, and that is love. Love Love is so good. It permeates everything. We're so excited to share share with you all all the cool things that God has shown us and continues to reveal to us About about love. Yes. Love is mentioned 551 times in my good old NIV Bible, (laughs) which I love. Yeah, it's so good. It's the greatest commandment. The most important one, answer Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in Mark 12, 29 through 31, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second one is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Amen to that. It is also... <laughs> The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and some more fruit. And that is Galatians 22, found in Galatians 22. Another one that sticks and hits home really good. And we like to give you scriptural resources too. So just to let you know, we're not making this stuff up. Our good father laid it out (laughs) in his word and... He's really serious about his words, so we want to give you resources so you can back it all up with scripture. It says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If dun, I dun, give, dun. right. <laughs> if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love, I gain nothing. And that's First Corinthians thirteen. Yeah, and that's the part of Christianity that people need to see more of, and that we, Lindsay and Tia, yeah, yeah, yeah. are here to bring. That's love right. is the core of our mission statement. It's our purpose of doing the show. Is the heartbeat of Kingdom Amplified. We are known for our love we should be known for our love this is the legacy that we want to lead the life that we want to live it is what christianity is truly all about it's our gift to the world it was freely given to us and we freely want to give it to you it's what this show is all about Yeah, and love is the permeating force that God talks about all throughout scripture. It's the permeating force that Jesus spoke, interacted with. It's the most transformational, most effective, and most powerful force on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times theology tries to use fear. Obviously, love and fear are the two most extreme emotions that we can have. And in the past, there's been a religious spirit that theology has tried to use to create intimidation or to convict people into changing their behavior by guilting and shaming them, which isn't biblical and has never really worked. So that's part of the reason why we're here is to kind of 
dispel some of those myths, to talk about, to lay the foundation for what love really looks like, to share how it got kind of so convoluted in the first place, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to bring it back, bring us back to that foundational um, principle and the, just the basics, the basics of what God said love looks like and how we are to act in love, how it affects our relationships, um, yeah. and how God was redeemed, mm-hmm. is redeeming a lot of that stuff, so, right. or guilt, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guilt and shame, as we were talking about and want to share with you, are tools of the devil. Yep. As well as fear. Yeah. And sadly, those tools are still very present in the family structures mm-hmm. and even more disappointing in church structures. And like an example of that. And, you know, we find those things in like the topics of sexuality and money making and for profit business in these family and church structures and which God clearly provides a, a well positive model for how all of these things can be used for his glory in many healthy and wonderful ways yeah. that he's already designed a path for us to use. And it's right in our Bibles. Exactly. And, and Romans eight, one also says, therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And a lot of times the church will try to bring someone in and put them on a cleanup plan right after they get saved. Mm-hmm. But yet they spend the rest of their life on this cleanup plan and Jesus didn't do that. There was no 12-step program. It was the one-step program. Jesus. <laughs> and so he literally, because he didn't want to deal with sin anymore, he was done with the separation in our relationship. He just killed it once and for all. Right. And he just said in Second Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they're a completely new creation. The old has gone and the new is here. So, in fact, um, I'm sure if you've ever experienced any type of religious spirit in church yourself or been judged for... I remember when I was a kid, we went to a really conservative Nazarene church and my mom, I guess, came... She tells this story, but I know she still has some hurts from this, Mm -hmm. is she came to church wearing shorts Mm -hmm. and all the women just like had a meltdown and basically kind of try and shunned her sort of in a way just for this judgment that they had about what, quote, a Christian should look like. Mm -hmm. So... In fact, the judgments and the condemnation and criticism push people farther away from Christ and they build walls and um, causes damage and wounding and trauma. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Yeah. so and Tia deals with this a lot in her personal coaching business and counseling business where she's dealing with trauma. And I see it, too. I have a healing arts center that I still Mm -hmm. practice and I still see clients and there's so much hurt or I'll even hear people say things that happened to them back in the day at youth group that turned them off and they now they're never going to church again or they haven't gone back to church again. And a lot of that is that religious spirit that brings in that guilt and condemnation. That's not really who God is. No, it really is. So it's it's a very old Testament view versus a new Testament view of grace. Right. Not that it's not a part of who God can be, but he just ripped the veil and completely changed the way that he interacts with us. So, right. And the danger of the trauma point that I see in my practice is it's a, a main entry point for the enemy yeah. to get us to believing lies and creating these vows mm-hmm. that he tries to attach himself to us with. And like, and it could be small things that, you know, fester and be 
become you know huge. become yeah. big things that keep us in these boxes and it's like things like i wasn't loved as a child so i i don't know how to show love to other people mm-hmm. and like i cancel those words and the enemy assignment attached to them in the name of jesus because that's not true yeah you know and we'll talk to you <laughs> a little bit more about that later on and things that a parent will say like i'll shame my child enough not into having sex so they'll obey me and never think about it i'll just shame the topic of sex and that that's not healthy that's not mm-hmm. natural and it doesn't really happen no like, it doesn't work dear misguided parent god bless your very confused heart <laughs> but that doesn't work you know what i mean like no yeah. that's not gonna work somewhere along the way i'm not sure how there was a religious spirit that took on that felt like it needed to take on a performance-based mentality that it's somehow our job as christians to convict people of sin but that's mm. the Holy Spirit's job. It's never been our job to right. do that. And so it's our job to love. What our job really is, is to love people in their true identity in Christ, yeah. to pour on blessings over them, to speak encouragement, to speak life into their life. Life and death is in the power of the tongues, is pr- what Proverbs says. So mm-hmm. we really can can breathe life or speak death over someone just by, by how we approach them and the things that we say to them. And love will do far more than judgment and condemnation ever will. I'm... And as we are speaking to people in their true identity, then they really have the chance to grow in that experience of true love and to be welcomed in that encounter with Christ. Because if they're in this place of trauma and constantly feeling judged or belittled or criticized, there's no freedom for them to be who they are or for them to really experience that deep love of God. And I don't know how we could be in a place of influence in anyone's life, whether it's our family, our business, our church, our friendships, politics, any of those places, if we don't approach it from a place of love. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how we feel about those different topics, and if we create that atmosphere and that I I see it so much on Facebook where people just are kind of creating this negative atmosphere Mm -hmm. of all these, these things that they don't agree with. And so then they start attacking the person. Right. And that's never, ever going to get the result that we're looking for. There's no way that we can be in a place of influence in that person's life unless we're speaking love, unless we're safe for them, unless we're a safe place of refuge for them to be who they are and to feel encouraged and to feel without judgment. And it's not about, I think a lot of times that religious spirit is being right for right's sake sometimes versus Mm -hmm. just... Mm -hmm speaking and that's the verse speaking that tia mentioned before love. speaking speaking yeah. truth and love if you're not speaking in love it doesn't matter if you're right. speaking the truth nobody's going to receive it right exactly and me ha- having been divorced this was a big big topic that came back up all the time was i realized later that i was not i was speaking the truth and i was saying things mm-hmm. that were true but they were mm-hmm. causing so much damage in my ex-husband and just he just internalized that and everything mm-hmm. that i said caused more wounding for him than it was able to set us free right so that love and love is the only difference yeah love is the only difference in that it's a game changer it is total game changer it is it is and people can can sense the love yeah we're naturally ingrained to sense where the love is and we're attracted to the love totally and things that love brings forth is Mm -hmm. you know fruit yeah the root of love is what makes all of the difference. Yeah. So bringing forward that fruit. Difference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so our primary goal um, for the show right. and also just in relationship in general is really just to love outrageously, outrageously. well like Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus didn't 
even after he rose and he was on the road with the disciples and they had just betrayed him and hidden from everyone when he went up on the cross and were just kind of ran away and were scared. They fell asleep when he was, you know, praying the Mm -hmm. night before Mm -hmm. his crucifixion. And he didn't bring all those past offenses up when he was on the road with them. He just said, Hey, he loved them outrageously. And he's like, come on, let's go get some food. We're hungry. You know, he's hungry. So (laughs) it was just funny. And I have another really good example of that. Um, recently we got a 30 day notice in my office and the girls, my, the, who work with me were just kind of panicking about it. And I just allowed God to show his favor for me. And I trusted him and I loved on the girls. I didn't just like up and leave their businesses and try and go and find a new place that didn't include them, which I could have easily done. And Mm -hmm. probably a lot of people would have done, but instead I, I love them outrageously and just, Um, I wasn't even like trying to share the gospel. It was nothing about that sharing the gospel or anything like that. I was just literally allowing God to love me outrageously and show and open doors of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then they were around me. So they experienced that favor. And I just got these amazing testimonies from them about how they just felt so loved and appreciated. And they felt just like a euphoria of emotions and they weren't stressed out anymore. And it's just amazing what God can do when you just, treat and approach people from that place of love and how about the favor and yes. like the upgrade that god gave you yeah. because you didn't go to panic and exactly. because you you know trusted him with it like you're yeah. moving to bigger and better exactly and, you know a whole new our new level. office the new guy the new guy that owns the office mm-hmm. is this amazing he's in line perfectly in line with all the things that god is pushing me towards and it's so funny after our first meeting he's like I don't know how he sends me a text message. He's like, I don't know how to explain it, but I actually felt really high after that meeting. <laughs> and I just laughed. I, I text him back. I was like, well, there ain't no high like the most high. Ain't Experience. no high like the most high. <laughs> right. I told her that needs to be a song. It does. That's an awesome phrase. We exactly. trademarking that bad boy. That's right. <laughs> but he experienced the love, love and favor God. that God has for me because I know who I am in Christ. Right. And I don't have an agenda for him. I'm not exactly. trying to make him into something. I'm not trying to make him feel not good enough because of whatever it is that I have going on, but I just love outrageously and and they can just see the favor of God on me. So it's so cool. So good. God is so cool and so good and so loving. And he wants to love us that way. He wants to bless us that way. He wants to show us favor in those ways. We just have to let him and open up our lives you know, in a way that yeah. allows him to love to us live that it, way to, and to live it. and receive and the just love be in a place of rest. And give it away. Yeah. And know who we are in him so that we exactly. can receive and give it away and just be there. Yeah. There's not, we always, some, a lot of times people think they have to like do something to evangelize the world. Right. Yeah. Be present with who you are in Christ. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. be love, experience love, treat right. people with outrageous love. Right. And love each other like you would yourself. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. We complicate it, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't. <laughs> but for some of us, life hasn't really um, shown us a positive or healthy perspective of love. So we want to make sure that, you know, we don't leave anybody out. And God is so good and so wonderful that um he shows us what love looks like yeah and um i'm gonna read a verse that can be um 
you know, it's kind of popular for some, especially at weddings. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he's even given me new revelation on this verse. Yeah. And I, we'd like to share it with you. And it's First Corinthians 13, 4 through 5, and then um, 7 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoings. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And I love this verse because it personifies love and its description of it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you would describe a person. Yeah. That's the powerful, most powerful part about it. (laughs) Yeah. It lays the groundwork. Yeah. It's alive. It lays the groundwork for what love is supposed to look like and act like and what love doesn't look like. Yeah. So for those of us who, who hadn't seen what love looks like in a healthy way, maybe growing up, our heavenly father just paints us a very vivid human-like. Yeah, easy to understand, simple. Easy to understand picture of what love should look like. And for those of us looking for our mate, like, you know, if you don't see love looking like a, a patient, kind man who's not envious or proud, you know, who's not disrespectful and not right. self-seeking, then that ain't love, boo. You yeah. know, you need to move on. You it's, know what I mean? And also it shows us what our heavenly father, who is love, because God is love, looks like. Mm-hmm. How he always protects us. He always hopes for us. He always perseveres. He never fails us. Like we can count on God for these things. We can count on God to be these things. We can rest in God because he is these things always. And he will never fail and he will never pass away. And we can just rest and be there. We can count on that. Like I wake up every day like, thank you, God, because you are always there. You know, you will never disappoint me. You will never fall short. You will never, you know, I can always trust you. Mm -hmm. You always have my back. Like, how amazing is that? I can sit there and list that off all day. Mm -hmm. I don't want to bore you to death, but that can be my prayer, like, for a full day because it's so exciting. It's so awesome. That's how amazing that God is. The cool thing, one of the cool things that he's shown me through this is, um, and being in a community of people who love outrageously, mm-hmm. number one, made all the difference. But number two, being in this place of expectation of Holy Spirit being and saying who he says he is. Right. And so that was a shift for me in a lot of you're saying before about how we have a maybe a misinterpreted understanding of love. Well, now we have the opportunity for him to to be in this place of expectation for him to be who he says he is. Right. Right. So when we ask for things from God that only he can do, then we're pl- we're handing off like, hey, we're in this place of expectation for you to be who you said you are. You're the God right. of the universe. You're consistent. You, you are love. You are all mm-hmm. these things. You want to shower us with gifts and blessings. So living in this place of expectation of you being that requires us to have faith. Right. And it's going to require a new level of encounter with him yeah. that he we can never ask for too much mm-hmm. we can there's no way we could ever ask for too much right so it's cool to see 
him even talk and describe love even more. And it's funny because I heard Bill Johnson back to that relationships piece talk this week about how if we only treated our families or our business partners or our spouses with that type of love and we saw them like brothers and sisters in Christ and we Mm -hmm. saw them as friends that that treating them with that kind of love would bring so much healing to our families and our marriages and our relationships and schools and just everything really. Mm -hmm. So love is so powerful. It permeates everything. Yes. And one of the richest and deepest experiences that I've had um, in God is when I ask God, like, what does your love look like in another person? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, asked him, like, what does that feel like? Or what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And God gave me the most incredible, full, overwhelming, beautiful feelings, almost like falling in love yeah. with a person in a romantic love way. But it was even so much more than that. It was like beautiful colors. And like, my heart was so full. Mm-hmm. And like, this person like was glowing and like, <laughs> It's true, you know, though. I you saw start... all the good qualities in the person and like, oh, it was just such an amazing download of his goodness and his love. And so I just challenge you, if someone is like, if you're struggling to like really see love or struggling in relationship with someone, ask God to show me what your love looks like for, for this person. person. Yeah. And God will do it and he will open your eyes in amazing, amazing ways to see what love looks like for that person. And it will change your life because I have never seen that person since and not felt like at least a fraction of that love (laughs) and go to that place. And it is so awesome. It is so beautiful. Like my heart sings every time I see this person because it's a life changing experience and it's such a grace growing experience for you even it's such a rewarding experience for me still to this day but it'll change your life and it'll change your love lens for people and it just your even your view of god mm-hmm. just imagine how much he loves you and how much he wants to show you of your love that yeah. he has for you it's so good and that's what love really is all about in relationship and that's how love the mm-hmm. the fullness of love can really be experienced and manifests in mm-hmm. relationship. And yeah. so we're super blessed to do life with a community of people who mm-hmm. who really exemplifies that. And it's allowed us to experience a lot of these gifts and fruits of the spirit and this place of living in expectation, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning mm-hmm. before, of, of the goodness of God. And so and one of the things that I, we're going to talk about next week is we're going to talk about how the church is kind of um, – in a way transformed and kind of gotten away from that at some, some place down the line here and the hurts that the church has maybe caused and why people have stepped away from the church. But do, I do want to suffice it to say that a lot of that has to do with the way our pastors are being taught and trained in, in seminary. And now that I, I think we mentioned last week that I started this supernatural Bible college, I'm understanding the differences of how we approach scripture and how we approach relationships with people and how God really feels about that. And so it's been, it's been really powerful to see the difference between um, how most pastors are trained and that is through seminary or theological school versus a supernatural Bible college or a Bible college where I'm at now. And so with a seminary, oftentimes 
uh, pastors will learn a systematic theology that emphasizes theological ideas and approaches from other previous generations of uh, minds in the church and leaders and things like that. And so they end up studying scripture through this lens, this predetermined lens that other people have already kind of given them. And with the Supernatural Bible College, there's a lot more freedom where people are not going in with a preconceived agenda or preconceived understanding of what they think the Bible says, but actually just opening the Bible and really kind of pulling out that theology and experiencing what Holy Spirit is showing us. And so this has shown me a lot because my grandpa was a pastor for 50 years. I think I've mentioned that before. And I've just seen the division in relationships that have come because a lot of it, a lot of the seminaries are very focused on debate and kind of being right for right's sake. And that comes at the expense of relationships. It creates this layer of judgment that is at the expense of love. And so the cool thing is, is that when you study and research the word based on what the writer was trying to say, what the reader is experiencing, the culture differences, the time gap and the language gap, then you begin to understand that a lot of the things that we were taught about love growing up or in a traditional church or um, just through whatever our families and that and all those kind of things, we a lot of times along the way came up with a notion of what love really was that didn't really match what the Bible was actually saying. So the cool thing is we have the opportunity now to make that critical shift towards what God is really saying about love. And I know Tia wants to share some more on that. It's super powerful what scripture really says. Yes. And so now we want to make a critical shift on the love topic. And that shift is towards self-love. And it's a topic that may or may not be widely talked about in the Christian community, but it's very critical in forming a healthy perspective in the model of love. As I say, love thine self. <laughs> and Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> And I love this verse, particularly because my loving father and yours, Abba, thought it not robbery to say nothing you could have possibly done nor said. And clearly, as some of the most prolific people in the Bible have murdered and performed perverse <laughs> sexual acts and you know but nothing that you've done no sexual act no sleeping with monkeys or having an eccentric thought life or being told you were unlovable or being told you or your family were heathens or not holy enough or maybe you're not making an honest income or suffering from so some sort of addiction or had a troubled past nothing god is telling you right now as you are, that none of that makes you unlovable to him. He loves you and desires a relationship with you right now. Yeah. So yes. powerful. Yeah. It's so good because yes. that's what the, I think a lot of what the church has taught us is that the, somehow we can earn love from him or somehow that if we do all the right things yeah. that we deserve we more love or, or whatever. 
And it's so, so not how Jesus is. He's so yeah. not concerned about that. That's why and some of that is just our culture yeah, and totally. yeah, performance based culture. It's not true. Yeah. God wants to love you right now as you are. And we just have to give him the permission to let him. And so we're going to go into that a little later and tell you how you can become saved right now. We're going to put it on our website so you can do it right after the show or whatever. But we want you to know that God wants to love you right now. You as you are, let him, let him, please let him and love yourself as well. Yeah. He's just not about performance. No. He's all about seeing us through the finished work of Christ. And that's already done. God loved us so much that he just canceled out sin so that our relationship could be restored. And he loved us so much, not because of canceling out sin, but because we were so valuable to him that he was done with that, that our value was so much. The value of things is often determined by the sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. So God sacrificed everything. His only only son. And if that's not enough for you, then um, there's a section of my book called Amplify and Ambition, which you should check out on Amazon if you haven't seen yet. That's such a powerful uh, relation of my experiences that God has shared with me through business and partnering with Holy Spirit through business and relationships. And um, he showed me a bunch of instances in the Bible where figures that we oftentimes idolize or people in the Bible that we think are somehow better than us or whatever. Well, that's not true, right? So Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stutter. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. David had an affair, extramarital affair, and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal and moody. Jonah ran from God. Job was bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying for Jesus right before he was crucified. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. I think it was like five times, right? Paul was, quote, too religious, and he even killed Christians before he became um, a follower of Jesus. Timothy had an an ulcer, and if that's not enough, Lazarus was dead. So leave it to Lindsay to make it plain, make it plain for the people. (laughs) So whatever it is that you're walking around with, you don't have to let it be an inhibition for all the great and good things that God has for you and the love that he has for you and the experience of love that he wants to give you. All that stuff is so seemingly just unimportant to him. He's so much more concerned with our experience of who he is in every situation that is his main focus. Yes. So, and we're going to put some great verses on the website yeah. Kingdom Amplified, King, yeah. Kingdom <laughs> I'll just read one of the many we'll share with you on the website. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Titus 3, 4 through 7. And I think Lindsay's going to read through a prayer of salvation. Yeah, and you know, God is so good. And we're so not about like traditional formulas or anything like that. We're so much about like relationship. And like I said before, 
every everything that happens to us is an opportunity for us to experience and encounter more of, of the goodness of God and more to see relationship with us and and the reason Jesus let's just close our eyes and pray if you want to now or you can do it later this is not a formula but we just want to pray love over you and Lord Jesus we just thank you so much for this time together we thank you that um, you're bringing just what you're really about and that is not about um, some predetermined thing but it's about just relationship with you just like we would have relationship with a friend or a spouse or anyone else Lord that that we are just in direct communication with you and that you died for us and you loved us so much because we were so valuable for, to you that you didn't want to be separate from us anymore. Mm-hmm. And you ni- died not just because of our sin, but more so that we could be fully alive in your freedom and that we could no longer be oppressed by the effects of sin. You abolished it yourself by killing our sinful natures and making us alive in the freedom of your love. This is not about our performance. It's more about your love for me. And so we just thank you, Jesus, and and let this be an opportunity for us to just see your power in our lives and just to see more encounter with you and more deepness and goodness with you, Lord. And we just pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. And we're also going to share some positive declarations with you because part of us growing in the spirit has to do with the fruits of the spirit being spoken over us and our identity. Exactly. This is who we are. This is who God created us to be. And we need to speak these over ourselves daily yes. if possible. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus and yep. speak these into your life, into your identity exactly. till it becomes second nature. This is who you are and we're created to be. I am free. I am the apple of God's eye. I am part of the bride. I'm being perfected. I can do all things because I am chosen. Amen. All grace abounds toward me. I am the beloved. He's freely given me all things. I am a vessel of honor. I am absolutely worthy of the Lord. I am the fullness of life and godliness and all belongs to us. I am a shining star. I have bold access to the throne of God. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. Christ indwells with me in all his fullness. I am inseparable from the love of God. I am saved. Amen. And these in our Bible verses, the Bible verses that they come from will be on kingdomamplified.com. Be sure to send us an email if you have any questions or have any topics or comments that you would like to talk about. Kingdomamplified at gmail.com as well as check us out on our YouTube page. Yep. That's Kingdom Amplified. Yeah, I think it's at YouTube. At YouTube.com. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, you if have you to Google it, you'll find it. And Google yeah. it. Yeah. And also, Lindsay Shearer's page. Some of our shows will be on there as well. Yep. We look forward to hearing from yeah, you. Yeah. And next week, we have a really cool guest speaker that we're yes. excited to introduce to you. His name is Brian Hickman, and he's, he's been awesome. such a foundational partner in our lives in and community. Yeah, in our community. Yeah. He's such a. Um, he just really understands the some of the deeper things of God, and yes. he's just really been able to experience a lot of those things. And so we're going to ask him to come and talk about healing after being hurt in the church. In church. Yeah, He grew up in the boy. South, and so there's a lot of interesting things that happen um, in their family and just... He's just got a really great perspective. So I'm excited that you guys are going to love it. We get to share share some new folks with y'all. So check us out, kingdomamplified.com. We love and adore you. Blessings for this week. And we will chat soon. All right. Love you. Have a great day. We love you.